Persons under 18 will not be admitted. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff and Ben. Um, talking with the dead. And still talking with. And still talking with. Still talking with is our live show. Yes. You can catch that every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. That's yeah. Eastern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You live yeah. in fucking California. It's got to be three. No, four. Four? Yeah. They're oh. only three hours behind. What about daylight savings? Yeah, well, fuck that. We'll worry about that one. Okay, so if you're on the West Coast, you're going to have to look up when 6 o'clock is out there compared to here. Which would be actually 7 o'clock out there. 7 o'clock? Yeah. No, before this is over, I'm going to need a whole lot of serious therapy. You're all fucked up today. Another dollar for the swear jar. I'm always fucked up. <laughs> you should tune into the show and see really how fucked up I can get. Oh, yeah. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And when you do tune in, you're going to see amazing guests like this. Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy Palco from The Walking Dead, and this is Still Toking With. Hi, I'm Larry Kenny, and you're listening to Still Toking With. What's up, everybody? It's comedian Sherwin Array, and you're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You're watching Still Token With, and uh, that was our new intro. We're kicking off season four today. This is going to be an awesome show. But uh, so, unfortunately, Ben and Jeff can't join us tonight. But as you know, the show goes on. So we have a killer show. And uh, the most righteous dudes uh, we have with us today. Where the hell are my notes? Damn it. (laughs) Uh, Eric and Justin from Epic Tales from the Sewers. Justin, how's it going, bud? Hi, Leo. It's going great. Uh, The Dorkening's own Epic Tales from the Sewers, the all Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle podcast, all turtles all the time. And uh, my co-host, Mr. Eric Will. How y'all doing today? (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Now, uh, Justin, we have a very special guest today. We do have a very special guest. uh, And uh, I I just want to say uh, to everyone who's who's, uh, tuning in, you you may remember me from the Token With episode with uh, Marty Grabstein, which I was on here and I was uh, helping out. So I am not a stranger to the show. I love the show. And I just wanted to say awesome music from Scarecrow Hill in the beginning of that. Oh, but yeah. let's get to the uh, the moment du jour. Our guest today is a very special artist, uh, Steve Levine, who is uh, formerly of Mirage Studios, best known for creating the TMT, uh, Mirage Studios. Among Steve's creations himself, there is Sergeant Bananas, Stump and Sling, and Cuddly the Cowlick. Hi, Steve. How are Hello. you today? Good. How are you guys? I can't see you anymore, which is funny. To oh, you can't see us? Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> well, anyway. Hey, hi, guys. <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining us here um we're, we're going to try to do the best that we can to chip in for uh ben and jeff and uh we, we appreciate you uh coming on with us and talking to a couple of turtle heads oh ha- ha- happy to do it um yeah i, I again uh, a little sad not uh, not to see ben and jeff um uh those guys love love seeing those guys at cons i haven't seen them for a while so i was really looking forward to catching up but you guys are nice replacements yeah, uh, they sent me some notes on some really weird questions that'll maybe come up later. Most of them about leafy green items in the turtles, so we'll, we'll see well, if that comes yeah, up. I figured we were talking with them, uh, so yeah, I got it, got it. Yeah, uh, something about ninja rolling papers. I, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'll get to that in my notes. So, <laughs> so for uh, for some of our listeners, uh, they may with ninja turtles and all that um you know this is this is something that you've been there from the very beginning you're very familiar with this and uh some people may not know this but it's uh kevin uh, eastman's on record saying that you were his uh, inspiration for the personality of michelangelo is there any truth to that 
Well, I have to, but it came out of his mouth, so I guess it has to be true. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for a few, for a few years, I, I would hear it con occasionally. He would he had said it in an interview, um, and I thought he might have been misquoted. But then it was in the Turtle Power documentary, so I gave up, you know, dispelling the rumor. I guess it's true. So you must really like pizza and you uh, skateboard, all that kind of stuff. In younger days, uh, the skateboarding part, many, many years ago. Um, but the pizza thing goes on. Yeah. Who doesn't like pizza? Come on. Everybody has. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. So yeah. um, you're you're from Maine. Are you a Maine surfer? Were you up there uh, hitting those uh, the those waves? Uh, well, no. Uh, my son probably it was would have gotten it. He just recently would have gotten in his wetsuit. I'm beyond uh, – uh, the breakers at this stage. If I go too far, I'm not coming back. No, you're, not. you're just going to keep going. <laughs> like an old sea turtle, he just heads out to sea. It, well, that would probably look exactly that way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's I, fantastic. Um, we never saw him. He should have come back. So Maine was known for its waves. Yeah, no, Wayne. Hmm. Actually, Maine has some good surfing. Um, it, I think if Maine is known for anything, it should be mosquitoes. But that's just my preference. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be with you on that one too. But yeah, uh, not great surfing, but certain times there's certain swells you just watch, just like every place you watch for the right storm, you get a little bit of height to the wave. So yeah, my uh, my experience in um, in Maine is uh, being called a lowlander and ordering coffee milk. That's that's kind of like the the big Maine experience ah. and wow, going to the okay. Safeway. <laughs> where were you? Where were you at that point? Oh, right in the center. You know. Um, you know where they they bottle the Poland Springs and all that. My uh, my uncle okay. is a, a one eyed dog catcher, uh, former pimp in Maine. Sounds, Only in Maine. Literally you know, sounds sounds like a Maine joke. Yeah, it's totally you know? legit. He was <laughs> Uncle Uncle Charlie was a, a dog catcher uncle who. Charlie uh, too. Yeah, just I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, he's, well. He's not with us any, anymore, but uh, he was an interesting character, and uh, he, he had he had one eye, he had an eye patch like old Hob, you know. And uh, he was just, man, the stories you hear about this guy, I'm like, wow, they elected him to the dog catcher. Like, yeah, sounds perfect. He sounds like he came from a Stephen King movie. Yeah, know? well, so, he probably was his neighbor. Yeah. So. He, well, yeah, so it's literally perfect. Yeah, and I can picture. That's why I thought the. Uh, the lowlander thing, I'm like, I had to be up mid-state because if you're along the coast, you're as low as the land can be. So, yeah. you know, we can't, we can't say that along the coast. Yeah, it took, us, it took us a little by surprise. We're like, no, we're here for the lobster. They're like, oh, you speak the language. Okay, so. Yeah. Now, I'm originally from Connecticut, so is Leo. So, you know, we. Uh, yeah, you know, so, I mean, it all flows over, trust me. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot. I'm of like, hey, we're all Red Sox fans here. And they're like, oh, okay, it's okay there. Yeah. Yes, we're all we're all hopefully happy signed that Raphael Devers signed and yeah we got him for a little while because they're not doing well signing anybody else. So. <laughs> oh boy, I, that's that's a whole other other podcast. So and, and Eric's yeah, in yeah. Ohio, so he's he's probably you're not an, an uh, a, is it Guardians Guardians fan? Guardians, yeah, they're the Indians now. Yeah, who's your, who's your nah, team? I, I was uh I'm always been, always been a uh, Atlanta Braves fan. Oh Braves, so. okay. Yeah, Greg Maddox, the old uh, old Greg Max was one of my favorite pitchers. There you go, man. Oh, you. Gotcha, gotcha. That's that's respectable too. So you know, yeah, I understand. I understand that. Yeah, uh, what, we we look different, definitely. <laughs> uh, Pops, uh, we 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 hijacked the show for tonight. So uh, yeah, that's that's what we did. <laughs> so hey, uh, the, a couple. Oh, go go redhead, Steve. I was gonna say on the crawling, which I've been reading a little bit. Um, surprisingly, with I can't, I can read it from this distance. Uh, on Instagram is fine. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, it's just Shellback Artworks on Facebook too. Artworks, no, okay, Shellback not a problem. Yeah, yeah. So if people go looking, they're not like, well, it wasn't the right thing, and uh, what a jerk. <laughs> not a problem. Well, uh, we also have it in the show notes uh, up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. So, uh, you know, if you get lost, just head on into the show notes and you can find the link right there and click. Yeah. Uh, but you're Steve Levine. You know, you're easy to find, you know. It's, uh... I, I guess I am. I, I can't hide anymore. Now that, you know, Kevin's put it out that I'm Michelangelo. Uh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, th there's All other Kevin's famous fault. things like we, we heard that you once signed a goat. You know, and uh, oh, the, yeah, the antlers, yeah, that was actually in Maine too, which is odd. And it was in Portland, which is one of the biggest cities. You would think that would be a rural sighting. Uh, 
I actually signed a tortoise shell at, uh, at that very same signing. The same folks. Uh, and as the story goes, uh, they told me that they, they were renting a small farm, um, really loved their farm, had a lot of people that really enjoyed the farm, trying to dr drum up some press because uh, they didn't own the farm and the owners were selling the farm and they wanted to um, not turn it into a bunch of condos. They wanted to remain a farm. Oh. Uh, so he, the, the, they were hoping that they'd get a little hype from that. So years later, I don't even know what happened. I never found out the end result of signing a, a goat. Very, again, I don't know if you guys have ever come face to face with a goat. It, it does feel a little bit like the movie Witch. You know how freaky yeah. your eyes are. <laughs> it's that sideways that. eye. Yeah. This is the devil's horn, and that thing's looking at me weird, you know, and it was cool, but weird, and again, I just made sure it was okay for them, you know, like, they're the tortoise almost shell. the same eye as an octopus, right, you know, where it's got, like, that weird sort of yeah, square it in it. Weird, yeah. it's going the wrong way, and, and yeah, it just doesn't look right, but, um, yeah, it's a little scary, a little creepy, but it was It's fine. It's, I, um... I, an interesting crossover because we just had uh, a gentleman that you just did a uh, exclusive print for, uh, Mr. Tom Bullman, on our show talking about his bull airs. Yeah. Did you get a chance to get uh, any of these exclusive sneakers? Hold on. Oh, he oh he did. See, see yes. we came prepared. Yeah. And so actually, I, um, while I remember he does, while he does that, uh, Steve, I'm gonna pop you out and pop you back in because I'm getting a little bit of a fuzz. So okay. just gonna pop you out and we'll pop you back in. See if that there fixes it. Am I fuzzy? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a, little bit of, a little bit of a fuzz, but uh, if it doesn't clear up, I'll let you know, and uh, maybe we'll try something else. Is it a buzz or a fuzz? Which one is it? Uh, audio fuzz. Audio. Fuzz. <laughs> oh, man, look at these. These are uh, yeah. Air sneakers. They're custom mm -hmm. sneakers that are made by Tom Bullman, who uh, know some listeners you, may know. If you look notice that. that, mine has my signature on the tongue. What? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! And you, yeah, you are, yeah, you're talking about those prints. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Tom. Uh, so I also, I'm getting the other ones that he's doing right now. Uh, you know that that the print comes with, which are based on the Turtle Toys. Um, yeah. So I, uh, it was fun. I, Tom's, uh, you must have had fun talking to Tom. Oh, oh absolutely. Tom is awesome. What? Yes, what a he dude, is. man. Just getting to yeah. talk to him about like his life of doing tattoos and artwork and philosophy yeah. on like classic toys and stuff it's like it's amazing oh my god oh my god yeah yeah we we had uh, got to do a show in new jersey together you know we had kind of you know talk so those wouldn't have never happened that in my pair of sneakers if it wasn't for my wife she's great communicator um so i saw somebody had gotten a pair of these the you know the um jordans there that um and i was like oh man i, oh, I really want these but i you know i just looked it up and checked online and they were sold out that was the end of my you know, oh, I'm not going to, you know, do anything. So my wife instantly, you know, I'd show her them. She's behind my back. She reaches out to Tom and his message back is like, oh, my God. Yes, I'll be happy to make a pair for the Steve Lee. And I'm like, I'm a D. I'm a D. I'm a D. <laughs> um, yeah, you're kind of a big deal, believe it or not. <laughs> I know it's weird to me. You know, I mean, again, you know, Kevin and Pete for the longest, most of our early career and, you know, many years into it, Kevin and Peter we pointed to when somebody should come up and go like so you created the turtles to be like mm, kevin those guys at the other end of the table those two did it you know so um just recently i think you know in the last few years i think uh, we're getting more of the people that grew up with stuff that we work you know they're they're more familiar with us than kevin and pete which is again very bizarre for us you know and tom is a great example he was it was a blast you know that he made those for me at a very reduced rate um, for making customs and uh, and then again when we did the con together uh, we had such a blast he had some other amazing sneakers there but then you know I, I had the prints ready for him and then he showed me the varsity jacket and I'm like well I want the whole package <laughs> yeah yeah the, it's it's the like a, what was it like 500 bucks for a pre-order for this you pick your size of shoe he custom mm -hmm. makes the shoe to your foot you know based on on the design and they, they call them colorways instead of designs for the shoes um and you get an exclusive Steve Levine print that you cannot get anywhere else other than this. You get um, a jacket, which is like um, a starter jacket. It's got the uh, the issue four, I think, Eric, right? Issue four. Yeah, it's, it's issue uh, four or the NES cover. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. NES cover that was yeah repainted the uh, reprint of uh, yeah issue four that Kevin that Pete did originally the green cover that was like a fold open. Um, a great. That's the whole liner too. I'm like, oh my god, I just I want it just for the liner. Uh, but it's got the great patches and stuff. But... Yeah, the li- yeah the liner. Yeah, <laughs> it's reversible, oh, like my ad- raincoat. And <laughs> for Tom, we're doing that ad for Tom. Tom, I, if you, you know, we got to send this to him so we can know how much I suck up to him all the time. He's incredibly. We, we will definitely do that. He's incredibly talented. And again, if you haven't gone to the Bull Air thing, I mean the sneakers. He just he's making my wife a pair. Um, when we were t- we were out to dinner, uh, just before we got there, my wife is not a sneakerhead in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but a big, gigantic, uh, because of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Freddie Mercury nerd. Um, so he actually is doing her a pair of Freddie Mercury sneakers. Oh, he man. sent the, design, the designs already. And like two weeks later, these very cool designs. And I was like, oh, my God, they're beautiful. They're perfect. Wow. You know, she, you know, just Are they yellow? N- no, he did the white, uh, white, red, and... Uh, Oh, wait, is it More like yellow? a day at the races type of stuff. No, no, it no, it is the it's the yellow upper jacket with the red and white striped pants. You know, so that's kind of the body of the sneakers. I think the uh, the swoosh is the mustache. Nice. Uh, and then he did some like custom art for the you know the inner sneaker thing. Again, the guy is a gifted artist. Everything he touches. My favorite album is jazz. So just any Queen listening fans out there yeah. know that. There we go. That's a great album. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. My, my wife grew up, you know, like I've seen, I saw Queen back in the day and it was incredible. You know, it was one of my favorite concerts. Um, but it's just funny, my wife is just, you know, turned into the biggest nerd because of Bohemian Rhapsody, almost to the point of nausea. It's just like, okay, no, I didn't know that about Freddie. No, no, I didn't know that about Freddie. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so. Anyway, it's, it's so funny watching that one too. Like, um, I don't know if everybody else saw Bohemian Rhapsody, but there's a definite difference between that film and then if you watch Rocket Man, you're like, oh, okay, well, this actually shows some negative things happening to the main character, kind of. Because at, at Bohemian Rhapsody, like the the, it's kind of like, okay, it's not as bad as as maybe it, it actually happened, and it's like, okay, maybe it's a little watered down, but the performance is fantastic. Like yeah, Rami Malek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was very good. I thought it was, you know, again, uh, different than I ever thought the band interacted. Two members of the band still alive were part of it. So, I mean, I'd like to think that they wouldn't have led us astray. Yeah, and Brian May is an astrophysicist. So, you know, who are we to argue? And a knight, right? Didn't he just get knighted? I, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that right, be we great? Queen. We've, got, we've covered Tom. We've covered Queen. Were we talking about anything else tonight? Well, uh, we, we, we could talk about something that's uh, very near and dear to my heart, because I, I had mentioned one of the characters previously that you had created, one of my sure. all-time favorites. This is a beloved character, and I'm talking about Cuddly the Cowlick. Uh, listeners, if you don't know what this is, this is a giant disembodied head of a cow, mm. right? And he, yes. uh, he he's trans-dimensional, trans-time and space. He's, he's basically like, like a portal or a wormhole that yeah, takes the turtles. I like to floating intergalactic cowhead is what he is. You know, he kind of traveled through time and space, mainly space. Uh, probably could do time. Who knows? Uh, yeah, Cuddly. So Cuddly was a weird one. So, uh, you know, I guess you must have grown up with the Archie series, the adventure oh, yeah. series. So, a couple uh, things Dean on that Clarain, wall. But... Dean Clarain, which you now all know as adults, was Steve Murphy. Um and Steve Murphy was a writer at, at, at Mirage. Uh, his book, Puma Blues, I don't know if you guys ever looked into him, but Puma Blues is just one of the best books from back in the day, won a lot so, of awards. Yeah. Uh, and so he, that's why he wrote as Dean Clarain, because he didn't want to uh, sour it. You know, like Stan Lee, didn't want to sour his name from when he became famous. Uh, same with Murph. Uh, so Murph kind of, you know, in the, uh, in the storyline, came up with Cuddly. There he is. Very There's nice. That uh, and um, and he just kind of threw it at me to design him. So I that's kind of what I came up with. Uh, he did almost become a toy. Almost. Oh, man. He, I actually did a design for Playmates. Um, I souped him up a little bit, you know, like, so he was going to be big enough that you could jam at least one, maybe two turtle figures in his mouth. To, to bring him out into the other dimension because they were going to maybe do the wrestling turtles. That was another 
I would have uh, lost yeah. my mind if they did oh the wrestling gosh. turtles. And so you would shove them in, and all I modified him with is I kind of put a big V8 engine and pipes kind of coming up where his lower part was. It was just kind of a round thing floating just to, you know, jazz him up for a toy. But you'd unscrew that and dump the figures out afterwards once you got to the, you know, to the arena. Um, so I, I think it was just kind of they, they were, you know, there was a lot of stuff we designed that they just kind of like, oh, let's see what it would look like. And I, like, I love the unbridled creativity of basically like whatever you guys could do. You're like, oh, let's think of something ridiculous. And like between like Ryan Brown, like hearing about that and all that and be like, hey, let's try. Uh, well, this guy's a tree stump and this guy's like something with like plant, stump, like what yeah. is sling, you know, <laughs> and like and then he you just kind of run with it. Yeah. So, one, you know, it's, so it's basically uh, Donald Trump and Don King stump and sling. So Trump. Huh. You know, oh, no freaking kidding. I did and not know that. Yeah, so that's so that's they were the, the the shameless promoters even back then. You know that again. We won't talk politics because I don't know anybody's politics. No, that's but, uh, that's great <laughs> insight though as the characters because now reading them through an adult's eye, you know they those two characters have been in the IDW series and you know they they were there for like the Krang War and stuff. Yeah, see, it's so funny. I, I'd like to say I'm a good soldier and I read everything and do everything with the turtles. I, I You can probably see some stuff, like NECA stuff in the back. I, I hate myself, literally hate myself because I, let me see, uh, I'll step aside. There's some, some NECA over here and oh, behind oh, you over there, there's a wall with a bunch of NECA stuff on it that I, I'm ashamed wow. to show you. Uh only because they do such a great job, you know, Super 7 and them have done a wonderful job, you know, recreating your childhoods. But Necker, I started with uh, the cartoon series with the Splinter and Baxter. Oh, yeah, I, great figures. I just came across it in like a Target. And I was like, whoa, oh, all the cool stuff that they have with it, you know, Renaissance book. And, can't, and I was like, this is so, why didn't they do this and play, you know, for a Splinter and play again? I'm not blaming playmates. They really didn't have. The, I don't think they had their. The, the later figures are so much better than, than the ten back. You guys all know that. <laughs> you know, I mean, we have the squatting, cooping shredder still. You know, I mean that's. Yep. Hey, Ira! I see Ira popping in. Say hi to him for me. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ira! I missed him at. Uh, we I usually see him at the show, so I miss seeing him at uh, NECC uh, this year. So, um, anyways. Uh, Getting back to Cuddly, yeah, so Cuddly, Steve Murphy was doing all that, you know, like coming up with Love That, the Stump and the Sling. Uh, there was so much education you guys were getting as little kids because Murph was writing a lot of, uh, I was just talking to uh, Ryan just the other day because we do stuff occasionally. I think I was wishing him a Merry Christmas. Um, and uh, I got talking about Murph in the book because somebody recently had talked about the Columbus issue. Yep. And it was very straightforward that, you know, it wasn't a hero issue. Um, and I had done new covers for a lot of that stuff for IDW when they were collecting them in big volumes. Um, and uh, I just, you know, had just Brian was inking some of them too. But um, anyways, it was just funny to go through that stuff. And I was talking about that, like some of the stories that Murph was getting in there. Um and they were crazy great, you know, like the, all of them were, you know, there were some of them were just to exploit characters that we wanted to get into the toy line. You know, I mean, I'm still mad they never made Codename Chameleon. That was one of my characters. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he had two, two full issues and he never got in, you know. So um, there's a bunch of, you know, there, like I was saying, there's, there's so many characters because Carl from Playmates used to come twice a year and with a wish list of who they want, what they wanted mutated. And they would also, at the same time, I think they would do Varner Studios. They, they send them the same list and meet with them. Um, and it was, you know, so we got to kind of, we'd flip coins. Uh, Brian got the majority of the toys and I, I and I was kind of like, I, uh, I've been telling somebody recently, I was trying to do the math and I was like, okay, uh, now you want, I was having little kids. He has no children. I was taking time off. I was saying no to so much stuff, you know, because I was already committed to so much other work and continuing to do, you know, covers for the regular book, painting all the RT covers, doing any, you know, toys, design, anything. We all didn't know how to say no. We were all young and, you know, just smart enough to say yes all the time. So um, I love <laughs> well, that's good. My... That's that's why we ended up with macaroni and cheese and Chef Boyardee and, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. 
uh, Hostess Turtle Pies, which need yeah, to come yeah, back yeah. desperately. Yes, I, I like to have that, so I can put it part of my collection. I have a scented candle. In there, so, <laughs> you know. oh, the macaroni and cheese, craft macaroni and cheese scented candle? No, no, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pies. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Uh, like an apple I do have like a pizza scented candle, though. Did I send you that, Eric? Because No, awful. I did wow. not know that. And yeah, if it's I gave awful, it out as a no, I once. do not want it. I'm okay. good. That's, I'm good. That's totally. That's a, a slice is probably sufficient. It kind of in our house. If you warm up a slice, you just have to have your door open and you can smell it. So I got pizza oh. shelves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I wanted to just I'm go good. back to uh, Cuddly for just a second, then I'll, I'll move yeah. on. I promise, because um, yeah, no, Cuddly no recently is showing up as a surprise in Armageddon issue three. Armageddon game issue three, and he's taking okay. Leonardo and Shredder into the interdimensional slipstream. So now a character that you designed is trans transcending, you know, 20 to 28 years later. Have you gotten a chance to see him in the IDW series? at all? No, but I wish they would have let me do a cover. I would have loved <sighs> yeah. to do a cover with Cuddly. That would have been a blast. Yeah. I, we, I, I mean, we loved your, your Ronin covers. Like I have, I bought the set. So I, I think oh, Jetpack okay. comics had the set. I love them. I'll tell you, they, it was so much fun doing working with Kevin, you know, like on, on the issue five cover we did. Um, only because over the years, you know, I worked with Eastman Laird, you know, like I always called them one person because they would pencil and ink, you know, and literally every page was Eastman Laird in every book because they, there was not one, you know, they ink and pencil, tighten up pencil, and it was both of them on all the pages. So Eastman Laird always uh, did everything until color. <laughs> and then when I got to start doing the color, it was so much fun working with both Kevin and Pete on a lot of stuff, you know, rather it was the, you know, early graphic novels or eventually their covers. Um, but, you know, for the, for the last run, it was so much fun to ink Kevin and color Kevin, you know, I was like, okay, you know, it, it, that just hasn't happened in probably since we lived together and we just goof around and he did something for a con, a con sketch and I did one of his con sketches and we'd sell him at the con and never see him again. So, that's so that's so cool. I, I um and I, I kind of want to segue to the last Ronin, but um I have one more cuddly question because cuddly to move me along, move along. ever since I was a kid, I hear one voice for cuddly and it's emo Phillips. Who is your voice for cuddly if you were to hear him talk? Because wow, I, I, I hear him go, it's time, turtles. You know, it's like oh, I can hear emo doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. Um <laughs> That's how I portray him on our show too. It's so funny. I love that you guys think about it that much. That 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 it that is a bizarre thing. You know Thank what? You. Now that you put that in my head, that's all I can hear. I just wouldn't want it to be a British Doctor Who. That's no. all I. And I'd want it to be yeah, somebody with a you know a Bobcat Goldthwait you know or you know uh, emo. Would be He's perfect. my neighbor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He lives about four blocks away from me here in Illinois. So. Well, True story, folks. Be the voice of Cuddly for the animated Cuddly or whatever. They'd <laughs> be like, "Hey, Turtles, how you doing?" Yes. Who knows? Now that you know, with Paramount, you know they're going to start launching shows. Maybe there'll be a Cuddly. You know, inter you know they need a space thing, so maybe they'll use Cuddly. Who knows? Have, has anybody talked to you about making a uh, figure for NECA? No, no. Uh, somebody mentioned it though, and I'm trying to think. If it was NECA. I, see, I, I've been talking. It was weird. Every once in a while, I, I did some work for uh, um, Limited Run for the Shredder's Revenge uh, for the physical world video game. I designed a playset and some other stuff that I won't talk about because I think you have that, Eric. <laughs> in that, uh, it... what Shredder's Revenge? I got. I, I think I got like two or three different versions of the Shredder's Revenge and PS4. I think I got like three, <laughs> three oh, different. Because I did, uh, so the place that the Tim Laddie, who now does the Saturday morning show, he ended up taking it over because they were really, really um, slow and they weren't sure of what they wanted. So I was doing a lot of drawing and running into a wall because um, they were asking for different things. But anyways, uh, so I, I did some of that, but uh, going back to the toys and the cuddly thing, uh I talked to Super Seven because they were going to do. They're doing Sergeant Bananas. Yes, um, that's right. That's going to be in the the. That's the wave that's kind of pushed back. I think was it like Wave Five? I I believe so. I I, I talked to Augie there, um, and he was telling me he's massive. 
he said his, the bazooka that comes with him is big as big as a turtle. You know, the turtle. Oh, wow. So he's a big figure. Uh, but they were having an issue because Playmates was not letting him use Sergeant Bananas. They originally he hit like Turtle Magazine as Gorilla Gorilla. Um, and so they're going to release him as Gorilla Gorilla, which I said, I, you know, we actually, I did a licensing feature piece of artwork again. It's that's probably directly behind me on the wall too, that was used, um, on things, but nothing. I said, I, I said, I've got some tea or something from, from Japan. I'm not even sure if it's a broth or the tea. Like banana tea. <laughs> it has such bananas on it. And I said, I couldn't, I couldn't find it because there was just like anything, anything other than the toy, uh, because Playmates has the, owns that name. So. Oh, that's so crazy. They, so that, they, that's like uh, Super Troopers with like the little monkey on, that they had on those bags of, of uh, weed. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's well, so I mean, crazy. We, me and Ryan Brown, we did the licensing uh, style guides. So we would try to put our characters in as much as humanly possible um, for people to put on products. You know, hey, we got this monkey character. They have no idea who it is. You know, put him on my backpack. You know, so, that's why you see a lot of leatherhead uh, or worm or. You know, exactly. Well, exactly. The early times we saw Worm. Worm. I've got a bunch of licensing out. Leatherhead is all over the place. That was one of Ryan's first characters. So he's going to be in the uh, new movie. We just found out Leatherhead's going to be in uh, this. Uh, oh, it's uh, Death Road movie? Mutant Mayhem. Oh, awesome. really? I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, breaking news. Oh, nice. Wow. All right. Uh, very nice. You know, I, I've had very little uh, knowledge. I, I saw some toy images recently of that. Um, Interesting though, I mean, I, I seem they don't seem to really look as good as the art. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm looking at it wrong. I don't know. I'm going to be open minded about it because um, to be. I, I was really surprised by that movie they released for the um the the rise of the TMNT because the movie was yeah. great and yeah, I okay. didn't really connect with the the rise TV series. I, I, but I'm gonna, it wasn't for me. I'm going to hundred percent you. I. I I tried so hard because, I mean, again, Kevin and Pete, even in the early days of the book, they were so free letting everybody play in their toy box, you know, do whatever they wanted with the turtles. Sometimes it angered fans because of the look or whatever, whether it was Michael Zuli or um, Todd McQueen, the McQueenie, whatever, they, you know, these guys, they just had fun with them. Uh, Mark Martin, you know, doing whatever he wanted. Um, so to see every incarnation, you know, we've always been very, I always defend them, you know, I had a little bit of trouble with the rise. Uh, the show, I just couldn't wrap my head around the 15 minute things and blah, blah, blah. And yep. it was okay. I'm like, then I watched the movie. Just yep. because, of, well, it's free. I'm going to give it a watch. Loved mm -hmm. it. Went, why didn't they start with the movie and work their way backwards? You know, why, that, that would work. That would have worked much better with the series. I would have loved the series if I, if I saw it in reverse. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I agree because it, it, it gives gravitas and pathos to characters that like you, you don't know who they are to start off with. You're like right. just trying to figure right. out why is Raphael Leonardo and why is Leonardo Michelangelo. I don't get it. You know, so you just have to kind I of go through that. And again, I, I guess the only other reason I didn't dig it is that the boys are all the same turtles. And I, I didn't like how they, oh, this is a snapping turtle and he's big. And this is a, you know, and I was like, no, they're. They're all the same turtles. They all came from the same bowl. You can't mix turtles. They kill each other, you know? So I was like, <laughs> that's, that's a really good point. He's a Mata Mata. No, he's yeah. not. <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but, I, you know, again, yeah, I mean, that was one of the rises. I, I, I'm with you. The rise, they should have done it that way. It was much. So I'm very interested to see what happens with the. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to check it out no matter what. I mean, it, it's going to be yeah. free on Paramount on August 8th or something like that. So I'm like, I know where I'll be. I'll be watching that. I mean, uh, and again, I'm just, uh, the, the you know, Seth Rogen is writing partner. I just love the, you know, the initial like little uh, thing they put out with the piece of line notebook paper with like scribbling on it. I was like, that's genius, you know, kind of making it more teenage-y, you know, more, yep. oh, you're, you're a jerk, yeah. you know, you're, you're not cool, whatever, you know. <laughs> it seems like he's going to have fun with that interaction less. It may not be as action-filled. I don't know. I might be completely wrong. Well, it's interesting, too, because they, they did a good job. It's it's not exactly hit or miss, because I know a lot of people who have seen... Um, uh, what did he do? Not Prophet. What was it? Um, a preacher. 
a lot of people have seen Preacher, and it's not as comic faithful. So that's kind of a miss in most uh, fans that I've heard, at least. But if you talk about shows like The Boys or Invincible, those are absolute stellar hits, you know, on their mm-hmm. on their track record. Yeah, so they're yeah. batting better than sixty percent in my book. And I hate to say I backed my way in from the show Preacher to the comic, and because I really dug the show, you know, and I I knew it was a comic. I just I'm not a good comic book fan, you know. I I I, I used to buy. When we have when we were working regularly in the studio, we'd go every Tuesday and buy stacks of stuff. You know, I end up with stacks of books that I probably still have not read. They're probably pristine, you know, in a box somewhere. Lots of lots of great comics that I brought home and put into piles. So I stopped buying unless somebody really recommends something, you know. So like I said, with Preacher, I backed my way into it and dug it. But fingers crossed, we get a. You know, I, I'm hoping that hits, and I, I, I'm hoping Paramount because it is their baby. It's Viacom's only superhero group. Um, yep. There's a wealth of characters there, you know, that they can build around. I mean, they could do a time travel show with Renette and Savante Romero, and not Let's even do it, and not even bring any turtles into it for a long, long time. You know, they could just. I, I know that they are working on some shows, or I have heard through the rumor mills that they're doing. I guess kind of similar to what, what Paramount's doing with uh, villains on, on their network. You know, the Penguin's going to get a show, stuff like that. So, I don't know, maybe they'll do a Rat King, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I can't, maybe they'll do a Shredder Foot thing before, like a Rise of the Secret Foot. Secret History of the Foot Clan would be a cool thing. Um, we, we're do. hoping for some animated films. That I, I would yeah, love to Ronin. see that. Yeah, yeah Ronin. Um, we had a gentleman on from yeah. Sweden. Um, shout out to our, our friend uh, Magnus. He did yeah. a three-minute animated uh, short of The Last Ronin. Did you get a chance to watch that? Yeah. And online, it's really, really cool. Yeah. 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 It's, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Now, again, you, you must have right. seen this from the beginning, right? Last Ronin from the beginning, like with Kevin? <laughs> yeah, but it was so funny. Like, I didn't realize, I mean, I forget how smart those two guys were that I, they're just two of my idiot friends. You know, um, you know, they wrote they, they wrote the, the skeleton for the story in 87. You know, um, that's that's mind blowing. They were thinking that. And and it kind of was so funny, like when I was talking to Kevin about it, uh, you know, we were like going back and forth and because uh, I did a cover for the first one. and I didn't have a lot of information. So we were kind of talking about stuff. And and the first thing he said to me, he said, you know, who, which turtle it is. And I'm like, well, you know, my Money would put it on Leo to Raphael. You know, I said that, you know, that, that I would go like, that would be, you know, what the, you know, the odds makers would go with. I said, and he goes, Mikey. And I was like, no. And he goes, yeah. And I said, so I literally said, why? <laughs> why? And he said to me, first is last. Mm-hmm. Really? Exactly what I was thinking too. With Michelangelo, the one with the nunchucks on his arms, and I was like, "Shit, you guys are smart." Yeah. Oh, God, you guys, you guys were thinking that back then. And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, we were just trying to think which turtle survived. All the speculation, man, and and I mean, the the only thing we could come up with is that it would either be Donatello or Mikey because they're the only ones that make sense with story. Because Leo would be the one to sacrifice himself, and Raph would be the one to get him killed. Sorry, Eric, because Raph is your guy. But <laughs> Raph would be the one to go off and get himself killed, and Leo would sacrifice himself. Look yeah. what happened in the story. So any, anyone who has listened to this and has not read The, um, the Last Ronin, Sorry. do yourselves a favor. Go out, pick it up. You can get the entire collection on yeah. Amazon for $29.99. Usually it's on sale. Or check out our episode, uh, Epic Tales from the Sewers, The Long Cut, where you can hear a voice-acted entire five-issue series. So, oh, That's very cool. That's very cool. Hey, I, you got to look up. So uh, you might be able to find at least one of them online on YouTube when you said voice acting. Uh, me and Mark Bodie, uh, back in the early days, you know, Mark did a couple of uh, Mirage books. So he did a kind of a Enter the Dragon, Enter the Shell uh, book um, for Mirage. And we used to at we did it at san diego and we did it at a few other big cons uh we did a cartoon concert where we did all the voices and all the sound effects and the (laughs) panels were projected behind us 
Oh, that's um, so cool. It was really cool. And I think what we did another one. He did a time time one too. And I think that one you can find on YouTube. Um, it, it, but it, that was it was a lot of fun. So that made me think of it when you said voice actor. That's a, that's a very cool idea, you know, to do we, that. Um, we kind of uh, cover the IDW series and the T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles adventure series and Last Ronin. So that's why Cuddly is so huge for me because, I mean, we just finished Codename Chameleon and, and um, you know, Intergalactic Wrestling and all that and, you know, um, all that. So I'm doing all these voices and all that. And that's that's why I think about what Cuddly would sound like or what, um, you know, Chameleon hey. or those guys. So it's kind it of make, It makes a lot more sense now. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> We're talking with people are like, are we high or what are they talking about? Yeah, no, I, and again, I, I mean, I love, I love voices. I love doing voice acting. I would, you know, I love that, that stuff, you know, you know, that Kevin was, did a voice, right? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't know that. What did, uh, whose so, voice did he do? It, so in, uh, in the 2012 uh, Nickelodeon series, uh, he is Ice Cream Kitty. No kidding. Yes, he is. Wow. I love ice cream kitty. And, and I know, I know there's, there's some um, polarization about it because they're like, we want clunk. We want clunk. And clunk is Michelangelo's yeah. cat for those who don't know. But ice cream kitty is a mutated kitty that lives in the freezer in mm. uh, the 2012 Ninja Turtle series and is right. a delight. I yes, love it that. Is, series. It, is, it is Kevin Eastman. So. Wow. That's, that's it, fantastic. Did not know uh, that. Yeah. Wow, all these these little nuggets that you're throwing at us. I that's, know that's what the cool. hell. I think you guys have all this stuff. Come on. <laughs> but um, uh, just uh, just real quick, I did find a picture of Cuddly from IDW. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they kept him pretty true. They didn't really change him. Moo. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to be friendly too. That's that's the whole thing. He can't be like salty and grizzled and and all that. No, no it looked like he, they they took an eye away from, him, but I think it's just shadowed out. I think it's because I was like, wait, did they pluck an eye from Cuddly? He can only turn left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like Zoolander. It's, yeah. it's a race right. car. It's a race car. It's like he's like a NASCAR. He can only turn. Yeah, right. NASCAR. Hey, make another left turn. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have like Ricky Bobby. He's gonna have like Wonder Bread over his face and all exactly. that. Yeah, shake and bake. It's all over his thing. Yeah. Now you, you've got um, a book coming up that I, I saw um, the uh, last run in the lost years where you're working on a cover with, um, with Jim Lawson. Um, yep. This, this looks great. And um, do you, do you have any insight into this series that's coming out? Um, Cause it'll be out next right. month, I believe. Okay. So I'm going to tell you another great story about that one. So we had to have that done in early September it has still, it's coming out. It just came out. Did it come out yet? I'm not even No, sure. it's not out yet. 25th okay. of uh, January is when it's supposed yeah. to come okay. out. Okay. So That's right, this to, month. We had to have that done in early September. So we had just done uh, the Granite State Comic Con, which is kind of the most recent, what would be a true turtle con. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so it was insane and stuff. So I, I just managed to pencil the cover ahead and bring it for Jim there. Um, so anyways... Uh, Prior to that, I, I was like, okay, so we're doing a cover. What's ha- I know it's a prequel. Uh, I know there's some little glimpses of what might be going on in the story. So I reached out because ben, ben Bishop lives here in Maine. So I instantly just was like, ah, oh, Ben must already have the script. I'll ask Ben. Uh, called, I yeah, he's ben. bragging about it in the Bish Kids chat every day. Uh, I don't appreciate him. So, 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 I, I, so I'm like, uh, hey. Uh, what's up with the with the last Ronin book? He goes, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? I said, the only image I've seen is the cover that you and Kevin did that's on everything. You know, like um, Michelangelo walking in the snow. And then he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, what goes on? And he's like, I don't know. Call Kevin. And I'm like, ah, all right, I'll call Kevin. So I called Kevin. And I'm like, hey. And he's like, what's up? And I'm like, so me and Jim are doing the last Ronin cover. Um but we don't know what's going on story-wise. Uh, and the only image that I've seen is, uh, you know, the one you and Ben did of Michelangelo walking in the snow. And he's like, yeah. And like, so you got anything for me? You know, any story? He goes, no. I'm like, what do you mean? What? I, I haven't wrote it yet. I said, right now, he goes like, IDW right now has got me doing a bunch of stuff for the Saturday morning thing. They got me spread thin. He goes, I have, he goes, the only thing that I've done for it is that cover. I'm like, you don't have any like character sketches oh or anything like that about anybody that's going to be in this thing. He goes, no. 
No, <laughs> So we submitted like five or six. I, I did one jokingly like of uh, Michelangelo with like a Yeti behind him in the snow. You know, like, <laughs> a Yeti, you know, like we did. And Jim did like him fighting a couple monks training, you know, and all these other variations. But they're like, cool, love it. But don't know if it happens. Cool, love it. The only thing, the only one they picked, I, you know, both Jim and I had different variations of him climbing. And they, you know, they picked the, the one, my pencil, the one I penciled, you know, and, and then Jimmy did and I painted it. But uh, yeah, so we were working completely blind, still have no idea what the first issue is about. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So no they, they didn't go for the one you had with him working at McDonald's, huh? No, no, I haven't even, a funny one that I won't tell you about that is not proper for anybody to, to see that was uh, because of the turtle's height in the Bigfoot, what you would actually see on a Bigfoot. If was standing oh, behind, okay. <laughs> behind the turtle, unless it's a boy. <laughs> like, like, what is that? A woolly mammoth behind him? You know, no. It's a turtle. <laughs> but now, that see, one, that would be produced by Seth Rogen. So. <laughs> yes, that well, that one I, I sent to Jim, and we had a good laugh, you know. And then I just jokingly sent one, you know, with a more traditional Bigfoot just kind of behind him, and I was like, "Turtles this high, Bigfoot's that high. What are you not going to see his arms and his head?" You know. <laughs> So, oh man, uh, that, that is too funny. Yeah, um, so that, so yeah, look, looking forward to that series as well. You know, I, I hopefully I, I can do another cover. I, I, you know, I'm going to reach out to Kevin and see if we can maybe do another final cover. Who knows? Yeah, Eric so, was saying the 25th is is uh, 25th. Yeah, the, the 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 25th. But I mean, we all know how the Ronin has been the past. Let's say November. three years. Uh, well, I think November. you're right. It was yeah. November. Well, and the weirdest thing was. They went, they jumped right into that and announced it without any, you know, pre thought being done to it or whatever. You know, that just seems a little insane to me. And I don't know if there's any IDW. I know Charles is the editor, but he edits the Saturday morning thing. But, you know, it, it just seems I know they're that the turtles really help them stay afloat. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they, they don't have G.I. Joe or Ghostbusters or Jen Trans- holograms, like all these these licenses that they've just lost with IDW. Yeah. So it's like, this is your bread and butter. But it's also yeah. the most successful comic book, independent comic book, probably of all time at this point. You know, The Last Ronin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the number one book, at least one, one issue three. One of them I know is the number one book in the country, which I, I remember seeing Pete, uh, going to visit Pete, and he hasn't really been following it that, that much. And I said... Uh, we're out for a walk and I said, Hey man, you know that your name is on the number one book in the country right now? He's like, What are you talking about? I said, Last Ronin is the number one book. He goes, No, no. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. He was blown away by that. He's like, Yeah, I guess he said, I really don't have any, you know, Kevin took our skeleton and put flesh to it, you know. So he always feels a little like so he's hard, not. Man. Yeah, that's but crazy. I mean, again, that, that's that's Pete. And again, you know, that's why they work, they would, they always work so good together. I, it, it's too bad that it, it, it. I'm glad they're friends again. You know, like there was a time where that was not on the table for a little, little while. But I'm just glad. I'm happy. I'm happy my two dads are back together. That's all I care about. I, um, I, I, do you I ever watch something like the movies and you're like, oh, that's totally Pete, or oh my god, that is so Kevin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the books were like that. You know, I mean, and again. You know, the early books, because it was, you know, we would just, the stupid stuff that would fly out of our faces ended up in, you know, the, the mouths of the turtles or Casey or somebody, you know, and, and it was just funny to see it and funny to us, you know, to, to kind of see that stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's a lot, there's so much of everybody in, in them, you know, and, and, and you, you see everyone's favorite turtle when they get to do a story, you know, mm-hmm. everyone seems to favor a certain turtle, you know, when they're writing. So it's interesting that's the whole thing is like the turtles are so easy to relate to like i relate a lot to Raphael, and everybody has has their own way to relate to him they're they're just like i said there's a lot of people that can just relate to the turtles because of the different kind of um the different kind of attitudes that they have you know Uh yeah oh 100 i mean when i'm when i'm at a con and somebody asks you know because i i feel exactly the same way i mean the beauty of the turtles, unlike, you know, any other superhero is they're not, they don't look like anybody. So the only way mm-hmm. you can really relate to them is, is their attributes, their, you know, their personality yep. and what they like and what they're like. 
so usually one of my first things when I see somebody at the con, I'm like, so do you have a favorite turtle? And instantly I have a little bit about you. You know, you like Raphael, so you're a nice guy, a little bit of a hothead, a little bit of a hothead, yep. you know. It might get a little angry over a little too quickly and have to back yourself away from it. You know, that's that's annoying, you know, but I mean, that's just it. You know, it's it's so mm-hmm. much fun. And when I was a kid, uh, I was joking when we play in the neighborhood, uh, Super Friends was on TV, you know, the Hall of Justice. And um, we, uh, I had hair at that time and it was blonde. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, who was the only blonde characters? It's Aquaman. So everybody no, like, oh, no. <laughs> I want to be Batman. Like, no, Batman has brown hair. I'm like, how do you know he's got a cowl on? You know, like when he doesn't. And I'm like, oh, so yeah. Unless no he's fun. played by Val Kilmer, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no fun uh, playing Super Friends in the, out in the yard and trying to swim in grass, you know, and go. You know, You're like uh, seagulls are are on land and water. Right, I can control water though too, so I can drown you, assholes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Swim bad. Did, did you have a favorite character that that you got a chance to do? Because I I remember reading something about how excited you were to get to do a Batman cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hey, shout out to Todd. Yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I have to for realsies say it, um, yeah, I mean, Batman. Uh, and it was the animated series, so I, I'm a gigantic nerd for that. I mean, I have all the figures and uh, bought the, you know, just need to buy the comic religiously, you know. Um, love, love, love that. So, uh, you know, basically, all I heard was, hey, can you draw Batman? Then it was loud ringing. And by the end of it, I said, sure, yeah, turtles. Yep. You know, so I, I you know, but it was, it was so much fun. And again, awesome at that particular moment in time. Uh, I think I still had Shellback open and I had, I had penciled it and and I don't know how I got Pete involved, but Pete inked it, you know, that's so, so cool. That cover, you know, and I was like, Oh, and then, uh, and then Ben Bishop colored it. Oh, which wow. Was very, hmm. Which was very bizarre. Um, because Ben, so Ben's got the, got the black and white and he's coloring it digitally. And he sends me pictures with the, He's got the soundtrack to Batman, the animated series playing, you know, I'm like, I don't even go that deep in. Um, <laughs> and he's coloring it. And, uh, and I get it. And I'm like, huh, I was thinking red sky, you know, like that's, that's the animated series stuff, you know, but yep. well, he went, he went his own way with it. And, um, and it came out and it came out great, but I was like, there's a lot of weird choices there. And then I asked him cause he had coded another cover um, for me. Uh, it was an adventure series uh, for IDW. And again, the colors were a little weird. And, and I said, yeah, I just kind of said something like something was muted or something. He goes, yeah. He goes, well, I sample them. Like, and I said, oh, you sample them? I mean, like from what? He goes, from like the pages in the book. Like I'll find a page and I'll sample it, you know, like and, and just use the color directly. I'm like, oh, I would just make my own. He goes, he's colorblind. I do like, not know this. You're colorblind and you color two covers? How do you, I could said, I wouldn't even dare to do that, you know, but it was just so funny that he didn't even, you know, it was like, wow, that's cool. Like, you know, good for you. Cause he hadn't done a lot of stuff and he was looking to get his name on some stuff. So I knew he was a main boy. I wanted to give him some stuff and he, he asked to color those things. And I was like, I was just so funny that he was like, I'm colorblind. I'm like, Oh, huh. I guess I would I, never. I knew that. Tim sale was colorblind. I did not know that Ben Bishop was, but, uh, I can tell you, you'd be hard pressed to find bigger fans uh, around than Eric and myself. We're both uh, in his Bish Kids uh, club. Ben doesn't doesn't color a lot of his stuff. You know, I don't think he colors much at all of any of it now. Um, So yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And Ben, when I had Shellback Hours, it's so funny. I Ben and I are good friends, but he uh, he said, "Yeah, I came into your shop." I said, "You did?" Before he actually came and did a signing, he said, "Yeah, I came into your shop one time," and I said. You did? Was I here? He goes, yeah. And I said, did you talk to me? He goes, no, I didn't say anything. And I said, you didn't say anything? I had a gallery. He said, I went up to the gallery. And I came down and I said, thank you. And, went and left. And I was like, why didn't you say anything to me? And he goes, uh, I was nervous. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow, you messed up, oh, man. I, you know, I'm pretty easy to get along with. you know. So, he, But again, now we've become great friends. And, uh, you know, Tim and Joe... 
those are all the young boy artists that live near me and I get to hang out with Schmelke and him and uh, Bob Kasich. And Bob, yep. Bob was uh, our, our guest not too long ago on the Splash Pages Comic Club. Yeah. Which you've also been a guest on. So, yeah. I think so uh, we had a question there, Leo, right? We we do, and we are at time. So, uh, I'll, I'll ask. I can, go a little long. I can go a little long if you guys have okay. a few questions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Todd is asking, what was your favorite classic TMNT Mirage comic that you've worked on? Wow. Okay. Um, well, I, I really, really. Uh, uh, I really liked uh, Return to New York, that that story. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, that kind of story arc is some of my favorite stuff. But if I had to go one single issue, uh, it embarrasses the hell out of Jim Lawson, but I always love uh, I, Monster, the first Rat King Tales nice. book. Um, I, the, the cover, I, I color Jim, you know, we would go back and forth, uh, you know, if he drew, you know, he would draw it, uh, I would always color them. He'd get one, I'd get the next one. And somehow I missed out on that particular cover, but it remains one of my all-time favorite uh, color pieces I've ever done. And it's all just kind of watercolor dye. Um, not, nothing fancy other than a little bit of airbrush for the sky, but uh, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, so always love that story. Uh just uh i don't know why it just really resonated with me it's just i it's it, it you know i when me and jim do a show together we did a panel at, at the grand estate show and i think that came up and you know jim's I was like ah you know humble man um and uh you know we all are you know we we all know we did cool stuff but i mean we we all did a lot of cool stuff we we all are proud of what we did but again it's humbling of course when we all point out each other's stuff you know like oh i was like that you know, and uh, that's always one of my favorite things. That one of my favorite issues. So, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited by that. Uh, I did want to ask one last thing. Uh, you did yeah. a cover for Token with issue two with Steve Mando. Um, can you tell Mardo. talk a little bit about that, Mardo? I'm sorry, I said Mando. That's okay. I was yeah, thinking no, Mandalorian. No, no. Mando, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, you know the guys. Uh, so I met them. At again a uh, you know Gary Summers uh, New England and NECC show you know and um, and, and they hadn't even the first issue hadn't come out yet and they were walking around with their they had already had made hoodies for themselves and I think they had T-shirts on under the hoodies for themselves and I just happened I was looking and uh, I I ha have been a partaker of the herbal enjoyments uh, over the years. <laughs> So, uh, I imagine with some of those characters, that's where Cuddly came from. <laughs> I, I'm not going to blame the pot for Listening that. to a King Crimson album and a giant yeah. cow head comes King floating into your mind. Hey, people used to blame the turtles on pot, but Pete's, you know, Pete, I think in his entire life has, I know that one time he took a hit off a joint with with me. So, But that's the only time I know that he's ever done anything like that. So that we're not going to blame pot for everything bad in the world, um, including the turtles. Uh, but um, so with <laughs> So, they, so when they approached me, you know, they're very, you know them, you know them, uh, very likable dudes. Uh, they were blah, blah, blah. Would you ever do a cover? And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. When you get the first issue, we'll talk. You know, so then I served another Gary show, I think it was the following year. Uh, they, I don't think we're set up yet at, at the show. Um, they, they may have been. I, I might be wrong there. But anyways, after hours drinking, uh, they cornered me. Uh, I think one of them held both my arms behind my back, and one of them just started beating me about the head and shoulders until I was bleeding and, and, and I couldn't think right, and asked me if I'd do a cover, and I said, sure. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I had never drawn, it was more pot than I've ever drawn in my entire life, so how can I go wrong, you know? Uh, and I got <laughs> yeah, to, right? I got to draw, but, but the only thing was... Uh, initially they said, uh, yeah, we want a girl zombie, you know, and, and I was like, okay, but we want her sexy. And I was like, nope. They're like, what do you mean? I said, I am not drawing a sexy zombie. I'm not that guy. If I'm drawing a zombie, it's going to be gory. Some guts could be hanging out. So the best they gave them was a cutoff t-shirt with a little zombie underboob. Oh, okay. You know? But nothing sexy. You know, those guts hanging out from there down. Um, 
it was a lot of fun though. Again, uh, and of course I had got to do them, but I did them as silhouettes and got to draw some other zombies wading through the field of weed. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, and it was funny. Uh, I was just in Belgium at a comic con and I happened to have that in my portfolio and I forgot it was in there. So that everyone's looking through turtle, 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 turtle. What the hell? <laughs> so I had to stop a few people that had little kids. I'm like, beyond here is some murder hobo covers in. Yeah, that's right, murder hobo. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I said, so for, you can probably stop here with the kids. And then I was some other people got there, and they were like, and they loved the murder. They loved the uh, the token dead cover or token with the dead as it is now uh, cover so much. And I'm like, they were just like, oh. And they spoke kind of uh, broken French because I was in Belgian. Um, Everyone sounds like it, Christopher Lambert. There can be only one. <laughs> uh, they, not, well, some people spoke. They, every, I felt like an idiot because everyone either spoke a little bit of broken English, but most people spoke, you know, Danish or French, you know. And uh, but, anyways, it was just funny how big that went over, and they just loved the weed in the foreground. I'm like, wow, okay, I guess uh, I looked at the right photo reference. <laughs> That's that's great, and um, the the guys wanted me to remind everybody that uh, the book will be out within the next three months. So the the, uh, the, the novel, I, I should say, not the book. Oh, the graphic novel. Okay, it, it will be out within the next three months. They've spoken to the publisher. I, I spoke to Jeff about this earlier before the show, and they said everything's proceeding forward. So we should be looking they, forward to seeing that soon. And they've got cartoons, <laughs> and they got a show, and they yeah, I didn't know that. I'm sure they have their own line of bongs coming, do they? <laughs> Papers. I feel like I'm yeah, getting old. Papers. I'm like, do kids use bongs anymore? <laughs> you get the what if I get the name of the the bong with the spikes in it? But yeah, you you know you can get one for your house now. You know. Yeah, you know. Billy Bong Thornton, Wesley Pipes. You know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I, I want to thank you again for being a guest and, uh, you know, I apologize, you know, things kind of got mixed up and, uh, no, and again, if you guys want me on tales from the sewer, epic tales from sewer, uh, thank you for being the first person to ever get it correct. <laughs> uh, you. let me, let me I know, know it's a mouthful. Yeah. yeah it, but it's okay. I, I see your, a lot of your stuff on Instagram, the polls, but I never, I feel like, no, I'm not going to chime in. Uh, I don't want to chime in. But I'll chime in now. I'll try to chime in every now and then. I'm not. Oh, fantastic. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm as good of uh, messaging people on Instagram as I am an Instagrammer. I don't know if you follow me, but you know, you get them sparsely. Sometimes you get like three, and then it's seven months before you get another thing. But I'm always happy that people always seem to like it when I put it up. So, well, the good news is we'll have far fewer cuddly the cowlick questions, but uh, we'll, we'll move on to other things. That's fine. If, um, or, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, go, go right ahead. Never mind cuddly questions. Never that's that's cuddly. good. And and Wait. as cuddly as, as we are and as cuddly as we have been, if you enjoy your regular uh, Token With program, we will be back to that next week when the guys will be back and they will have uh, a special guest. If you've enjoyed our show, you can check us out at Epic Tales from the Sewers, anywhere that you find podcasts, on YouTube, on Instagram, at uh, Epic Shells or Epic Sewers. And um, with that, I'll, I'll pass it back to uh, Mr. Leo Pond. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. And uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which. But I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. We got a ton of awesome shows on the network. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com. You can see all the latest episodes there. And uh, we're actually about to do another live show at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So stay tuned for that. And uh, so, Steve, you mentioned uh, Instagram, but where do you like people interacting with you, contacting you, uh, reaching out to you? You know what? The, if you really want an answer, uh, you can go through the. I, I know a lot of people don't use Facebook that much anymore, but uh, Shellback Outworks on Facebook. My wife handles that. She puts up a lot of stuff where we find stuff in the basement. Um, we're about to do a blind box that will be uh, including sketches and uh, three out of the 30 will get a Peter Laird head sketch. Uh, <gasps> yeah. They're going to have comics, uh, a couple of random comics. Uh, Pick some somebody resuscitate Eric. <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. Comics. Uh, I will hold on. If you got one second before you go, I'll be sure. Oh, you we do. <laughs> uh, oh, I got plenty. I got, I got all night. I mean, I got all I night. We can see him. Look, Actually, I'm no, we telling saw you, we, I, I'll take you through a tour of my room, Steve. 
little preview of, like some of the so these are like the type of sketches that you'll get from me oh, um, beautiful and you know like something like you might get a screw loose or something with little, oh nice like, I want one. or or eric you might get something like that perhaps if you'd like you know oh see see that you're killing me small <laughs> oh you're my killing god me. Wow. Like, anyway so uh you can look for that that'll be up on facebook uh like I said, we you know we we've got a bunch of prints that are down in the basement that we have a few that it's just going to have a bunch of weird stuff, uh, you know, prints, some books, and stuff. All stuff will be signed. And like I said, there's going to be we'll probably do thirty um, in three of them, so you'll get a chance, uh, a one in thirty chance of getting a Peter Laird head sketch. There'll be three of them mixed in. We won't know the numbers, um, but again, that yeah. So Facebook is probably the best thing. I'm going to try to get better in the next year about sharing everything over to. The Instagram stuff, and uh, you won't catch me TikToking. Sorry, folks. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't so TikTok. <laughs> yeah. We will make sure to share your stuff in the Dorkening and in the uh, the Epic Shells Facebook group. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll take care of you whenever we see you. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, anybody can p- feel free to share anytime. Um, I, that always makes me happy. Uh, and again, I appreciate you guys. Uh, it's always great. I mean, you know, again. Uh, to be asked to do stuff is always nice. And I, again, I was, we, we all wish we were talking, you know, to Jeff and Ben tonight, but we're not. And hopefully we will, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do them again down the road, but maybe you'll see me on Epic. Uh, and, uh, be an honor. Yeah. You know, we, we, I'd, I'd love to do it and we can talk some more turtles, but I really appreciate the fans for all of us have been so incredibly great, you know, like over the years, uh, to be this far into something just is insane. You know, um, so <laughs> I know, 40 years. Oh, Jesus, you just, I think I just my vertebrae just went right when you said that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it, it is very bizarre. You know, I mean, I, you know, I joke, me and Kevin were kids, we were in our early 20s, but it, it is, and again, it's amazing and it, 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 humbling, uh, to be doing this stuff so long. And, and I know you guys reach out to the fans, uh, anytime I, I'm in front of anybody, that's one of the things that, um, I have to say that we are all blessed. Well, we, we appreciate you and your time, sir. And uh, Eric, where do you like people interacting with you? I'm, I'm mostly on Facebook. It's Eric Will. You know, uh, you'll see me around the uh, IDW uh, TMNT group as well as uh, Epic Tales. I, I mean, Epic Shows. I'm, see, I got more confused here. <laughs> uh, Epic Shows. I'm also on there. I also I help Justin. Uh, uh, with the you know with the Facebook groups, so mostly on there. I'm not on Instagram anymore. I kind of got off of there. It's just I haven't posted anything on there lately at all. So just Facebook, pretty much. Sounds good, Mr. Justin. Take us out. EpicTalesFromTheSewers.com. You can check us out there, and make sure that you check out next week the same token time, the same token channel, and check out Token With. Awesome. Catch you guys later.